in today's show. We're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It is the final week of the NBA season. Congratulations to either those of you who are still going in your league, Roto Leagues, head-to-head championships, those of you who are finishing your leagues but are still watching, or sickos who don't play fantasy basketball at all and are just watching this show regardless. So welcome to everyone who is here. It's a weird week, as we discussed in the week preview yesterday. There are no games on Monday. There are 12 games on Tuesday, and there are 15 games on Sunday. So our streaming or even our waiver wire moves really have to be restricted to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Realistically, we're not going to be able to use it any other day. So normally I'd come on and do a waiver wire show today and talk about, yeah, okay, what do we do for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? And then we, we head back with another waiver show at the end of the week to cover the final four days. But me talking here today, there are no games Monday, and then there are 12 Tuesday. So you're not streaming anyone for Monday. If you add someone for Tuesday, I don't. you're probably not going to use them. So we're probably looking at Wednesday. And even then, using a, using a move on someone for Wednesday, two days out, when shenanigans, injuries, rests, opportunities will open up, I don't think is necessarily particularly wise. Now, now that I've sold this show as being so essential that you need to listen to everything I'm saying, which is obviously not true. Um, We are going to talk about some things that are important or just to watch some movement across the waiver wire. Of course, there will be streaming shows. There won't be one today because I can't say, hey, here's who you stream in for Monday because there's no games, but we will do one tomorrow to say who we stream in for Tuesday if you have those openings. But we'll just give a bit of an overlook here of the waiver wire, especially what the moves have been, what people have been doing, guys you can pay attention to, but paying attention to things like the, my waiver streaming show and my pregame show during the week, I think will be important to just when, when nonsense happens, you got to be on top of it. So let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> let's look at the most added players. Most of this is adding players for today. I was staggered to see that the most added player was Damian Jones. I was staggered. And, and it's not because I don't think he should have been added. It's like, why have we waited this long to make Damian Jones an ad? He's been an ad for weeks. As soon as Sabonis went down, Damian Jones was an ad. I have no idea what has taken until the final Sunday in so many people's seasons to go, oh, you know what? I probably should add in Damian Jones. But they're here. They finally made it. Welcome. Good to have you guys here on, uh, I won't say Damien Jones Island because I don't want to buy property there at all, but on the the situation where, hey, Damien Jones is going to provide value. Now, next week, they have a shocking schedule, the Kings. They play on Tuesday, as everyone else does, and then they don't play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
they play against Saturday and of course they play Sunday. So while Jones is solid, it's just a bad schedule, man. You've got those three days off in the middle, three prime streaming days. Now, I won't say he's burning up a roster spot because he's probably better than that. He's not a fringe guy on your team, but it isn't ideal. JaVale McGee's been added in a lot of spots. Yep, Dundra Ayton's out today. So McGee's been added. There'll probably be situations during the week when McGee, or not when, when McGee has an opportunity with Ayton is out again. They play a Wednesday-Friday combo, which is a pretty solid situation. I don't know that Ayton sits out both of those, but their Tuesday-Wednesdays are back-to-back, a home road back-to-back against the two LA teams. So there's a chance that they've locked everything up. So there's a chance that Ayton rests one of those. So McGee might be interesting. DiVincenzo, he should have been rostered a while ago as well, but he falls into the same category of Jones, obviously, with the King's schedule. Obert Toppin, Julius Randle is done for the year. Yes, he is a great, great ad, but unfortunately, again, only three games next week. The good thing about his three games, Toppin, is that they play Wednesday, Friday. So if you added OB Toppin, which you should, you get two games out of the first three real streamable days. It's a very good situation for him. And then if you wanted, you could drop him after Friday to get someone else in on Saturday. But he's a very good ad. The C part of Moses Brown. We know that the value is there because Mobley and Allen are out. Allen, it looks like, might struggle to get back next week. Mobley probably will. Um, they play on Tuesday. And honestly, Moses Brown is startable on a 12-game slate. They play again on Friday, which by then you'd expect that Mobley returns and Moses Brown's value drops off pretty significantly. But he has been really solid. The fact that we're talking about Obi Toppin, Moses Brown, and Teo Maladon as really strong fantasy options tells you why you shouldn't play fantasy at this point. But Teo Maladon is a really strong fantasy option. The Thunder have a pretty good schedule. They've got a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. They play again on Friday. So you get those two qualities in the middle there, early qualities. And Maladon's going to start and play a lot of minutes for the Thunder. I think he's a really solid ad. Killian Hayes also, Cade Cunningham's out again. Don't be surprised if Cade doesn't play for the remainder of the season. I don't know that for sure. Now, they don't have the best schedule with only three games, but they play Wednesday, they play Friday. So it's a great start, exactly like the Knicks. Miss those first two days, but it doesn't really matter. And then you come in and get some value there. O'Shea Brissett has been added in a lot of spots. Yeah, he's very up and down, and they've got an equally bad schedule to the Kings with no games Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's very borderline to me, not like Damian Jones or Dante DiVincenzo. So while you, a lot of people might have added Brissett for today, I wouldn't be holding him next week with how bad that schedule is. And then a couple more Thunder blokes in Isaiah Roby and Jalen Horde. Jalen Horde, people added him because he had that 20 rebound game the other day. Yes, he's going to get minutes, but it's Jalen Horde. I don't look... There's a level between Isaiah Roby and Teo Melodon and Alexei Pokashevsky where you go, they're not very good, but I feel okay in their production. And then you go down to Jalen Horde and you go, well, he had 20 boards. Is that anyway replicable? It probably isn't, even if he gets 30 minutes forced onto him. But I guess people love chasing what recently happened, and that's what happened there. Not saying he can't produce some numbers, but what he did in that game probably isn't realistic. But maybe Jalen's been on the build bars. Because Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. After a hard workout, the last thing you want to do is taste, taste something or eat something that tastes like crap. You don't want to have one of those protein bars where you go, oh my God, I know, I know it's good for me. And I've got to shove this thing down my gob, but it tastes really bad. 
And then you go, oh, now I feel like something delicious. I'll grab a candy bar. And that just defeats the purpose of it. Built Bar's got them both covered. You've got deliciousness, but low calories, low fat, low sugar, low carbs, and high protein, like 17 grams of protein in a bar. And you can get these delicious Built Bars, not just their Built Bars, but their Built Puffs as well, which is protein-infused marshmallow. All of these bars covered in 100% real chocolate. You can get them for 15% off at Built.com if you use our promo code LOCKED15. So head to Built.com, use the code LOCKED15. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at the most dropped players. Someone said to me last week, hey, you shouldn't call this section droppable players. You should call it most dropped players. All right, semantics, but I've changed it. Most dropped players. It's hard to look at the numbers here without context. Because you look at that and go, the most dropped players are Kevin Herter, Onyeka Okongwu, Alex Caruso, Nick Claxton. And I'd look at those and go, I'm not sure I'd drop Herter. I'm not sure I'd drop Claxton if I had him. But the understanding is that those guys were all great streams for this week that's you know, currently going today. And their final game was all on Saturday. So you would have added those guys in for their great quality game schedule. They don't play Sunday. So they're all drops. Okongwu was a great stream because of the quality games. Caruso, the four quality games last week, good stream. Um, and then they don't play Sunday. So the drops make sense. Now, Caruso's been doing nothing, so I don't think holding him is necessarily a priority. The Bulls do have four games coming up uh, this week, and they play that Wednesday, Thursday, which is a great combo. But is you know, Okongwu, yeah. I don't know if he's necessarily a hold, but I, I probably would still hold Herder. I would, you know, Caruso's an option if I need steals. Claxton's probably a hold. But again, like the upside there is a little bit limited. But he does have, again, Claxton's also got the, the Wednesday-Thursday combo. No, sorry, Wednesday-Friday combo, like Caruso. So you got to lose context there. Now, Julius Randle being dropped makes sense. He's not playing again. Andre Drummond falls into that same boat as these other guys. You only would drop him if you're in championship week because he's got a good schedule next week. Pat Williams. Last two games for Williams have been really good. Good rebounds, good defensive stats. Minutes are up, even coming off the bench playing 30. And the Bulls' schedule is pretty favorable. But people dropped him because he didn't play on Sunday. So when you see the trends of all players being dropped, be aware that it is because of what happened for today, for Sunday's games. And don't use that as a marker for your league. Marvin Bagley's been dropped. I get that one. I don't think he's going to play again this season. Heard his hip, he's out for the next couple. Um, the Pistons only play three games. Yes, they play Wednesday, Friday, but they only play three. If he misses one there, there's no no real value. Um, Isaiah Livers and Kelly Linick are going to be the guys to take a look out there, I think. Livers, we'll talk about him in a sec. But Bagley's fine to drop. And Gordon Haywood returned for Charlotte. He looked pretty poor. I get dropping him if your championship week or game was today. Um, they play Thursday, Friday. So you probably wouldn't use Gordo on Tuesday. And he probably sits out one of those back-to-backs Thursday, Friday after coming back from a long-term ankle injury. So I don't think it's a bad decision to drop him, to be honest. Not sure he even cracks the top 100 per game over the course of this week, which would mean it's very hard to hold him. All right, so I talked about planning. And normally we'd look, what do we do across Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to start the week? But no games Monday, 12 games Tuesday. So how do you plan that? So if you want to get ahead of things, and we'll dig into this in more detail on the Wednesday streaming show, which will come in a couple of days, of course, when we try and do that, you know, less than 24 hours out before the games. But if you want to get ahead to see where some options might lie on the Wednesday, you've got the Mavericks playing, so Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell. You've got the Celtics playing, so the two big men, Grant Williams and Daniel Tice. Tice started last game over um, Grant. 
You've got the Hawks with a Kongwu, Gallinari, DeLon Wright. You've got the Wizards playing on Wednesday with Corey Kispert being an option. And of course, you've got Obi Toppin around who's a good stream option. You know, Toppin, to me, is the best one out of that group. And then probably Block and Gallinari. But it depends on how you think that matchup's going to look as to who you want to do. But it is a risk making a move for Wednesday three days out, knowing that better options might appear due to random rests or fake injuries. Injuries of these guys themselves might appear. But if you want to get ahead of things, I reckon these are some options you can take a look at that will be available and useful enough for you on um, on Wednesday. Guys, college basketball, the championship game is set. And betonline.net is your number one source for all of your sports needs and sports info. For all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships and the college national title game, for all odds and podcasts and reviews from all the different leagues this season, betonline.net is your place. It is your continued source, in fact, for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. If you head to the website today, which I am actually heading to that website right now to have a look at what the odds are for the NCAA championship game, you'll be able to find out everything that you need to learn more about the trends and the action. And in fact, North Carolina are a four-point underdog against Kansas. Kansas obviously smashed Nova, um, rightfully so, that they're the favorite. Maybe we'll take... You know what? I picked Carolina to get into the championship game to begin with. Let's take North Carolina plus four. I know that's probably not likely, but let's go with it. Anyway, head over there. Check it out. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some other names that bear discussion. Isaiah Livers. With Grant out, with Bagley out... With Olenek maybe resting, Livers could legit get 40 minutes a night. Now, I think he's shown enough here to be an NBA rotation player at some point. He can be a stream option. Um, with all those guys out, he could fall flat on his face. But there is real value, I think, in having a look at him. A guy that's available everywhere is Nick Batum. And yeah, he can throw up a 2-1-1 dud every, every day. But he can also have a, a 7-7-7-2-2 sort of game, which is obviously fantasy gold. And he's available in so many spots. He's a top 100 player easily over the last week. I think he's got to be an option for us. Joshy Richardson, I love what he's doing in San Antonio, hitting some threes, getting some steals. Solid minutes in the mid to high 20s. Got value and he's available. Markel Fultz, really, really strong last couple of games. And the minutes are always the worry. And he can have some stinking nights for sure. But his ability to get assists, it's very hard to get those. We know that. So Fultzy is an option for us. And then a couple of guys who have snuck their way into the top 100 over the last week. The incantation, Olivier Saar. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Okay. Um, Saar coming off the bench, but the minutes are fine because they don't have any active players. Um, so he is an option to take a look at with... Um, with this team. Like he's played what, 32, 26, and 30 the last three nights. It really it really depends how they're gonna run that. Like it's yeah, they're starting Jalen Horde in this next game with uh, on Sunday's game with Vic Krejci um coming off the bench. But there's weird stuff that they can do. And Lindy Waters, the other one, who is a real three point stream specialist. And if you are in a slightly deeper format and looking for some points, but especially if you're looking for some threes these guys are options. So you, you take a look at what, even Vic Krejci, look at what the Thunder are doing. Look at who the players are, who are around, who might be um, might be in that mix to to get a, a larger role than we expect. 
and use them in your fantasy team. That's what it's all going to come down to this week. It's going to be a disaster. There's going to be weird stuff going on. You're going to lose so many games from random rests and injuries and have to rely on spud players who then throw up a 1 of 10 shooting night um, after going 80% the game before. It's just what's going to happen. And it's why you don't play at this point of the year. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.